Hi, I'm Trevor Frank for Wedding Planner Extraordinaire, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions, the podcast where I bring back my newlywed couples to talk all about the good, the bad, the pretty, and sometimes the ugly that has to do with planning their weddings. From family drama, to vendors who don't show up, to dresses that break, and food that's served rotten, it's all here, and everyone has something to confess. I'm here today with Aaron and Kyle. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, Trev. We are doing this via video conference today because, sadly, these two live very far away. So if the sound isn't as sharp as usual, please forgive us. Or if there's any kind of hesitations or pauses, that's just, you know, technology not perfected yet. Why do you live so far away? Where do the two of you live? Uh, we live in Halifax. Halifax. The internet's due here in a couple weeks, so <laughs> hopefully we can pick up the technology. We met at one of your friend's weddings. Actually, I just did their podcast recently. We met at your friend's Marcus and Karen's wedding. And before that, I planned his sister's wedding. And you were one of Marcus's groomsmen. Yeah, and it, it was pretty funny because Aaron and I we're planning our wedding, which would be five months out from Karen and Marcus's. And I remember sitting there looking at how well everything was being pulled off. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aaron and I recently, I think even the week before we had went to a wedding yeah, the, the weekend before, and it was, we'll say a wedding that didn't have a planner. And uh, I, quite frankly, it was a disaster. Oh, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, we, we love them to death, but uh you know, it wasn't uh, the most well pulled off. And uh, at Karen and Marcus's wedding, everything just seemed to flow so well. So I remember I was at the head table a couple drinks in and I'm like, Trevor, do you have a business card? I got to put that in my pocket and hang on to it. You were so drunk and serious. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> the whole night he kept telling me, we're getting a planner. We're getting Trevor. He's coming to our wedding. And you were like, who the heck is this Trevor guy? (laughs) No, I was like, yeah, sure. Awesome. You hired me for the month before your wedding. So my wedding month management service. And you planned the rest of the wedding yourselves. What was your favorite part of your wedding planning process? What would you say, hon? Oh, um, watching Kyle do the seating chart. He did the whole seating chart. He decided where like everyone was sitting and he just like took it over and like it seemed like he was having such a good time doing it that was really nice to to see that was like my one of my favorite memories of planning our wedding i like going to see the caterers (laughs) (laughs) the food tastings oh yeah no that was great and even the venue like i got to uh go with my best man uh who trev you're actually doing his wedding in a couple months which is wonderful and uh, go and see some of the venues. And it was just fun kind of touring the different sites and trying to put our imagination together when we were there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we made a whole day out of seeing venues. You were so different from a lot of the couples that I've worked with in in terms of you, Kyle, were just so involved in the wedding planning process and so hands-on, especially when we started to work together. And I just thought that that was so cool. I, I loved it. And because most of the time it's just me and the bride and the grooms don't really care as much as the brides do. But I loved that you took such a huge part in making this, this happen. Thank you. No, and I'm uh, to my, uh, I, I don't know, detriment, I guess I, I micromanage quite a lot <laughs> of things, but 
you know, it was important for me to make sure Aaron had a great day because, you know, we've been to weddings and all over the spectrum, different locations, but also kind of different vibes. And I just wanted Aaron's day to be as great as possible. So I wanted to put my best foot forward and, you know, show her that I care to be involved too. So That's so interesting. You say you're a micromanager, but I did not feel micromanaged by you at at all. (laughs) Well, I didn't have to micromanage you because when I saw you pull off all the details with Karen and Marcus, I was like, this is the guy who's just going to be able to point and and go and I don't have to worry about it. And when I'm when I'm drinking like Aaron and I, we had a (laughs) shot at the altar when I'm like that. I don't want to have to worry about that stuff. So I'm like that, you know. I didn't have to worry about you, man. It was great. Did you have a hard time letting go of the control on the day? I No, honestly, because I, I saw what you did with Marcus and Karen. And uh, right then and there, I'm like, you know, Karen, who is one of my best friends. I actually met Karen before Marcus. Uh, she she is a, a one to micromanage for sure. And it's because she cares about the details so much. But when I saw that she trusted you so well, I knew right then and there I could trust you. Oh, that's so flattering. Thank you. Thank you, man. There was one thing that we spoke about at our meeting the month before your wedding. So when we work together for wedding month management, we have a meeting and we go over all the details of your wedding and you hand over the contracts to me. But there was one thing that you were so concerned about, and that was the limo company that you hired. You had said to me that you didn't feel comfortable with them because they weren't responding to you. And you said to me that you wanted me to reach out to them and see if I felt comfortable with them. And if I did, then you would let it go and you would be okay. Absolutely. And that's that's really what happened. So, you know, we, with our wedding, I'd say we had 10 or 12 different vendors uh is the right term i mean some of them were kind of friends working Mm -hmm. at our wedding but yeah 12 different vendors and they were the ones where we didn't really know anyone they weren't a referral but i know we needed the the limo service so we kind of hired them it was an email it wasn't very professional i remember calling them and it was a guy's cell phone and he had to keep calling me back a couple times to even get anything sorted and then he just sent the email and, and he went dark for the next two months. And uh, when you and I had talked about transitioning the contacts to you from Aaron and I, he was the one that I was worried about. And I was so lucky because you said, don't worry, I've got a guy. Like you said, you got you kind of have a guy or, or a person for anything. And, you know, it was nice to hear that you had already had someone you trusted. And we ended up switching to yours because I think you had mentioned the company we had hired didn't really respond to you it's not that they didn't really respond it's that they just didn't respond at all yeah there you three go. emails two yeah. phone calls and now i'm starting to feel what you felt which was very uncomfortable and that's not something that you want to feel about any of the people that you're working with on your wedding day my biggest anxiety on any event that i work with is worrying about whether a vendor isn't going to show i know that my itineraries are solid i know that the day is going to run smoothly But what if somebody doesn't show up? And I typically only get this feeling with vendors that I haven't worked with before. And that's most of the time with the couples that hire me for the wedding month management service because I have no control over the vendors that they hire. They've and you have hired people before I even come into the picture. Yeah, no. And, and, you know, the day of, especially when it's getting down to the wire, 
uh, our ceremony started at four. We, I just wanted to make sure we got there at that point. I didn't, I didn't really care <laughs> at that point who got us there. I mean, the limo was, was amazing. Sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. Your ceremony was very quick, which is what you wanted. And you had one of your friends officiate. But not the typical way that people have their friends officiate. So some people, when they get married, they want to have one of their friends or family members up there to just because they prefer someone that they know to stand with them. And then they hire a real officiant to sign all the paperwork and make it legal. But this time, your friend happens to be a real humanist officiant and can do the ceremony and all of the legalities that are involved. Rankin's been a... He's another guy who went to high school with uh, Marcus and Karen and... He's been a friend of ours for quite some time, and he definitely likes to try many, many different mm-hmm. things. I mean, the man sails sailboats, and uh, he's an officiant. He's just the greatest, warmest guy. And and you're right. I mean, a lot of our our vendors, and I guess I, I guess you'd call an officiant a vendor, yeah. but you know, he's been part of our our circle. And yeah, we were really lucky to have him, and he I think he nailed it too. Totally. And what I love about Rankin also is that he's just, he has such a great personality and he makes the ceremonies funny and fun. Definitely. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend, man. And he's got that, that smooth, buttery voice you look for in an officiant. You also wanted to do something really fun and different at your ceremony that I've never seen done before. When Rankin pronounced you as husband and wife, you wanted to seal that with a shot of alcohol and, and then a kiss. But the shot of alcohol was the most important part. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, full disclosure, that was Erin's yeah. uh, idea and she was adamant about it. Yeah, it just, I, well, I thought that it really would set kind of the tone and the mood for the the event. You know, get all the serious stuff out of the way and then it's like, okay, let's have fun now. Let's drink. And then at the end, after we did it, it just felt so good um, <laughs> and just took the edge off. It was like, okay. Yeah, hard part's over. Now we're going to do the shot. And then it was just really nice after. You make it sound like you needed a drink after you got married. I did. And that wasn't the last time alcohol appeared in a portion of the evening where you were speaking in front of your guests. <laughs> yeah, there there was a round two for her yeah. on the uh, the ceremony end of things. Why don't you... It, what's it called again? Gambe. Gambe. What is that? So it's a Chinese toast. And what it does is you have to start your drink and finish your drink. So it's basically one of the teachers I worked with in China described it as you have to show how much you love the person. So if you really love them, you clear your drink, you drink everything. If you don't like them, you take a sip and put your drink down. And, and <laughs> Trev, uh, I, I don't know whether to thank you or be pissed off at you that you got us a fresh full drink right before that <laughs> happened. And I had to chug the whole damn thing. <laughs> I totally thought about bringing you a half a pint, but I didn't think that represented you. You can't love me half a glass of beer worth. There you go. <laughs> Those are the most perfect words to say. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a third part of the evening that had to do with alcohol. I guess you can call the alcohol theme a trilogy. But this one wasn't such a happy occasion. You, Your venue had three floors. So the ceremony was on the top floor. Cocktails were on the ground level. And then dinner back up on the top floor again. And then the dance party was down in the pub in the basement of the venue. And during dinner, the bar was closed, which is something that is standard at some weddings. When they only provide a certain amount of hours to the bar, they'll serve wine at the tables during dinner and then reopen the bar again for the dance portion of the evening. 
people were still able to get their drink on during dinner and boy did they ever <laughs> but what happened was what had had happened was apparently some of your guests went down to the bar in the basement at the pub and they were taking drinks out of the fridge and drank them and the venue coordinator f- somehow figured this out she was finding bottle caps all over the pub but also supposedly there was video footage so the venue coordinator told me she came up to me and she was very concerned and i of course expressed that that was concerning and that's not good and then she just kind of stared at me uh, and i'm thinking okay i i need to say something here because she's obviously pissed off so i apologize that this happened and i didn't want to justify their behavior but I did mention, you know, they were drunk and I'm sure they didn't mean any harm by it. And then I asked her what she wanted me to do about it. And what she had said was that she wanted to charge you for the extra alcohol that was consumed. She had collected all of those bottle caps that she found and brought me an invoice. Now, listen, I get it. They shouldn't have done this. And it was disrespectful and completely unruly. But let's consider what happens when we bring this invoice to you guys, to the couple. We're putting a damper on the evening and potentially upsetting you. And I I don't want to do that. So I have to figure out how to solve this without involving you. So I said to her, by all means, if you think that the only way to handle this is to go up to Aaron and Kyle and present them with this invoice and tell them what happened and go ahead. But what about this for a solution? How about you point me in the direction of the people that you caught on video and let me talk to them. I'll tell them what they did was wrong and slap them on the wrists and make sure that it doesn't happen again. But as for the drinks that were consumed, can't you pretend that they were consumed during the proper hours when the bar was reopened again? It really it really makes no difference to the open bar, right? Like, let's pretend they drank these during the right hours. And she said, I'll have to talk to my boss. I said, okay, no problem. You do that. But do that. I'm assuming your boss isn't available right now. It's Saturday night. But for tonight, let's just leave it alone. But then I thought to myself... Why was the bar left unlocked? And also, it wasn't just that there was drunk people there that were rowdy, but there were also underage people there too. And nobody monitoring this unlocked bar, this unlocked fridge. Isn't that a huge liability on their end? Yeah, Trevor, exactly. So that's uh, something that I brought up with you uh, after the wedding when you and I were discussing this was why, from our point of view, to the venue why are you leaving unattended open alcohol available when you know there's minors around so just on the inside of things the resolution was that they were only going to keep 100 dollars of our deposit and in the grand scheme of things i think aaron and i looked at it we said we probably could go back and forth a little bit but mm-hmm. for the hundred dollars at the end of the day do we really you know, did we really want to yeah. keep fighting for that or is it worth the personal energy? Yeah. So, you know, and I don't want to sound elitist or ridiculous, like, Hey, you shouldn't go after the hundred dollars when quite frankly, to your point, Trevor earlier, they left the alcohol unattended. It, it was kind of on them. Uh, we, we let it be. And that was the decision we had made, but it is what it is. Uh, it, it is what it is. You're right. You know what, Trevor, I'm really happy. I didn't even hear about it 
uh, until afterwards. And that, that just speaks to, you know, you managing the day. Like I, I never felt the, the impact of that. And quite honestly, impacts even too much, uh, too strong of a word because it was one small asterisk on an otherwise, I would say excellent day. Would, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, when I look back on the memories of that day, you know, I'm thinking about Aaron leading the entire guest list in a <laughs> chugging contest, essentially, <laughs> yeah. not not on a couple guys shelling beers because they didn't want to drink wine during dinner. But I mean, that. but you know what, one of the culprits, so just just on the, the inside as well, one of the culprits is also one of the guys who paid for my hotel and, and plane to Vegas the week before, yeah. so I can't be too upset with him. <laughs> there was no need for me to tell you on the day. It's like as what, what, what I said to the coordinator, I didn't want to upset you, and I didn't think she should either, and why should we bother you? Right. Well, and especially because the person at the venue didn't have any answers, right? She unfortunately was new at her job and didn't feel empowered enough to be able to make that type of decision. So it would have been waiting till to whoever was going to be able to make any sort of decision till probably the Monday, totally. you know? And yeah, then... and that was the one vendor where they had switched our point of contact person midway through the lead up to the wedding. Yeah. And I mean, overall, I was fairly unimpressed with her. Luckily, though, we had Trevor as kind of a, a, a connector piece, yeah. so we didn't have to deal with her directly. But I knew that she was new at her job, and I wasn't sure how long she had been doing this prior to the job or if she had even coordinated weddings or events prior to this job. But I was trying to guide her to think outside the box and come up with a different solution to what was what was actually going on and how to properly or not properly, but how to handle the situation differently than just automatically thinking, I have to tell my boss, I have to tell my boss. And, and that's, it was hard though, because she had already gone through the effort of calculating how many drinks that these people drank and made an invoice out of it. And, and I just wanted to reiterate to her that it doesn't have to be like this. There are ways around it. Like I said, this there, there, it you did pay for an open bar still. They just drank the drinks outside of the actual hour. So let's try not to upset the couple who is already spending a lot of money at your venue and are trying to have the most amazing day of their lives. So let's keep this to ourselves for now and let's either deal with it on Monday or not deal with it at all. It, it's funny, Trevor, because I, I didn't know that it was the method she chose to to go about creating the bill. But if she had put as much effort into connecting with us about planning the venue as she did about looking after the, the stolen peers mm-hmm. during dinner, she'd probably be the greatest wedding planner in existence. <laughs> second unfortunately, greatest. Yeah, the second. Yeah. You're right. Silver medal. You're right. Yeah. You got married on the last day of November and the venue had already put up all their Christmas decorations and they had a huge Christmas tree in the foyer, all sorts of Christmas stuff around the venue. And the decorations that you chose were already also very Christmas-like. That has a lot to do with our decorator. Um, she, again, another very close like friend. I've known her since I was probably about three. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. So cool. Um, so we just like, we met with her a year before our wedding. And we just brought in some pictures from like Pinterest of things we liked. And she just took it all from there. Yeah, we wanted a winter theme uh, you know, just for something a little bit different. 
Uh, Aaron actually, uh, my favorite term was she said, I want the wedding to be like the cover of a Mumford and Sons album. And that's the vibe she got when yeah. she went into the uh, that basement bar we were referred <laughs> to. So I loved it too. Uh, and that's kind of really where we took it. And, and yeah, our decorator did a fantastic job. It was the, the venue itself kind of is a decoration in and of itself. Yeah. It's not a traditional hall. So you didn't really have to do a whole lot, but I don't know. I, I thought it was great what yeah, she had chosen. So cool. And th- now the decorations were very, I know I was heavily involved in the wedding. Uh, the decorator and Aaron did all the decorations. <laughs> I, I actually didn't get involved in that end of it. Yeah. Well, you did a fantastic job. And what I loved most is that you actually used real pine cones for the place cards. That's what the place cards were put into and super cute, very unique and <laughs> very hard to get those place cards, those papers to actually stay up in, in the pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy I didn't have to do that job. <laughs> Something else that I loved about your wedding is that is the music that you chose. You didn't choose your typical top 40 and popular music that they play on the radio. You chose songs that represented you. I think for, our, well, our first dance together, I thought Erin nailed it. She chose Godzilla by Kesha. And for those listening to the podcast, I'm a bigger guy and I I definitely am rough around the edges. So if you listen to Godzilla by Kesha and imagine a couple doing their first dance to that, it it defined us perfectly. And Aaron had picked it and and I thought it was wonderful. But a lot of the vibe too, I'd say you pulled it kind of from Nova Scotia, a little bit Celtic, a little bit Cape Breton. A little bit country from Allison and what we listened to growing up, but for me, I wanted the music to kind of reflect who we are and what we wanted to put out into the world. You just put so much of you into this wedding. And you also had a money box that was really different and unique and cool. Yeah, our, our lobster trap. Um, it fit in rather well. You can't get more East Coast than that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pay a little homage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it a real lobster trap? No. No, but she, she got it from Peggy's Cove, Nova yeah. Scotia. So it's genuinely from there, uh, but very much a decoration piece. Yeah. We, we probably could have easily just hauled one out of the water and <laughs> ran off with it, Trailer Park Boys style, but uh, yeah. we, we opted for the decoration piece. Also, real lobster traps are like four times that size. Yeah. They're massive. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much I know about lobster traps. Thank you so much for educating me. <laughs> What was your favorite part about the wedding? Ooh. Um, probably the speeches. The best man speech and the maid of honor speech. It was really nice to see how, I guess, other people thought of our, our relationship and who we are. So that was really nice that mostly flattering things were said. <laughs> mostly flattering things. <laughs> You've got to throw some ribbing in there. Yeah. I, you know what? Honestly, even though we weren't really participating in it, the cocktail hour, because... There, it was just neat to see all those people mingling together. Like we had people fly in from Australia, from Germany. Uh, we ourselves came in obviously from away and, and we had a lot of friends come in from the East Coast as well to this small town population, 8,000 yeah. <laughs> and seeing them all in this room that will, they'll, that group will never be together again. It, you know, those, those same people, it was really neat to see. And after our photos, we were able to kind of spend what felt like 30 seconds, maybe it was 10 minutes, no. but 
kind of at the cocktail hour and just seeing different people talk to each other that otherwise wouldn't have. It, it was really touching for me. Uh, the speeches, that was a great answer too. I thought Aaron and I, I'll be a little conceited. I thought <laughs> our speech nailed it. We had the whole the whole room uh, roaring, but we, we spent a little bit of time writing in those jokes and uh, <laughs> I kind of tested them on my brother to make sure they would land beforehand. So it was good. Guys, thank you so much for believing in me and bringing me into this world of yours and passing me off to your brother and to who knows who else. I had such a great time with both of you and your families and your friends. Just a really good group of people. All of you. Seriously. Trevor, I can just say honestly, uh, you know, for anyone who's listening and thinking about a planner, Aaron and I were not. It was one of the things. And like I said, I'm a micromanager. Of all the things that go into a wedding, we did not have a wedding planner on our list until through circumstance it became apparent to me that we probably should have one. And then the timing worked out well where we saw you take that role on for a dear friend of mine. And uh, that's where it came from, man. So like as, as great of a guy as you are. Uh, I saw you go to work and, and I felt comfortable with what you were doing with them. And like I say, I, I if Karen signs off on you, I don't even <laughs> have to know you and I'll sign off on you. Uh, so I really appreciate it. Now, I would say anyone kind of on the fence about it, they should go for it. Uh, we certainly were not even on the fence. We wanted nothing to really do with it. And then I couldn't imagine our wedding without you, to yeah. be honest. It was... Like, it just meant having you there just meant that day of, I didn't have to do a thing. And that was so nice just to be able to kind of get my hair done, get my makeup done, you know, throw my dress on. And that was all I really had to do. Aw, shucks, you guys. You're making me blush. But that's that's exactly how I want you to feel. That's what I'm there for. I'm there to build your trust so that you can just sit back and relax and look good and feel happy and comfortable and get your photos taken and just know that you're being taken care of. Know that there's somebody on the other side that's just taking care of business and and having the best your best interest at heart. One day I want to find out what's in that magic bag you carry around <laughs> with all the Shh, don't tell anybody. It's actually empty. I say that it's full, but I don't need to keep anything in it because all of my events run so smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thanks again for doing this with me and thank you to all of my listeners. Please don't forget to subscribe and like and share and Please listen next week again when I bring you another fantastic episode of Wedding Confessions. Thank you. Thanks, Trev. Bye.